Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Well, hello. I am so happy you are joining me today. I have such an amazing conversation. I'm so excited to share this with you. It was so inspiring for me, and hopefully it's going to give you some ideas of a new practice, a new spiritual practice you can integrate into your week, maybe even into your days, because today we are talking about manifestation. And so you might have heard this you know, as the laws of attraction, you know, maybe you watched The Secret back in 2006 or something like that. Often people talk about manifestation. A lot of famous teachers like Gabby Bernstein or Deepak Chopra or Oprah talk about what it is to manifest, what it means to turn your dreams into a reality. And today we have an expert who is a beautiful human being, a good friend of mine, Julia Martin. She is a manifestation and business coach, and she really helps women to harness this power of manifestation so that they can build the business of their dreams or build the life that they want, you know, bring the fire and the passion back into their lives. She has her own podcast, which is a beautiful offering to the world called Dream Your Life, Manifest a Life You Love. And she is the mother of three young kids, and she just embodies everything that she teaches and everything that she's learned over the years of using this law of attraction or this power of manifestation to really create a life of balance and abundance, love and happiness for herself and for her family. And so she's just a living example of how these tools are very practical tools that you can also use to manifest the life that you want. And she's going to share with us her secret tips. I mean, they're not so secret because she's sharing them with us. Her particular method to manifesting, she calls it the dreams method. So stick around to listen to that because it's so beautiful. It's such a powerful method. And I also reflect a lot on how these teachings actually show up in the Yoga Sutras. So often when we talk about manifesting, we might think like, oh, it's a little woo-woo, it's a bit out there, like it doesn't really work. But all of these principles are actually ancient Eastern philosophy teachings. They come from texts like the Yoga Sutras and they're teachings that sages and mystics have used forever. Uh, This idea that time and space are just an illusion and that it's really our energy, our vibration, our belief, our alignment that draws things to us or that we can create, we can become a participant in this process of creation and that we are actually co-creators because consciousness is expansive, consciousness is connected. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you. And I think it's the perfect episode as we head into the new year so that you can really, really create the year that you want, the life that you want, the business you want, the spiritual practice that you want, and get really clear on what it is that you want to call in or manifest in your own life. And I'd just love to share a little offer with you. I am holding a mini mastermind for the month of January. and. If you'd like an application, shoot me a DM, send me a message, and I will send you the application. I would love to have you join me inside my one-month mini mastermind. It's going to be amazing where we're going to focus on exactly all of this, like what it is to create a spiritual practice, how to move beyond asana, you know, go outside of just this physical practice and integrate some of these deeper teachings into our daily lives. I'm really, really excited about it and really looking forward to this beautiful group of humans that are coming into this mini mastermind group that I've cultivating. So I would love if you're interested to join me Again, just shoot me a DM. It's by invitation. You can fill out a very simple application and we can connect more that way. So without further ado, let's move on and talk to Julia. I am here with the 
beautiful Julia Martin. Hi, Julia. Hello, Harmony. So happy to be here. I'm so excited that we're connecting today, and I'm just thrilled about this conversation. You are a manifestation and business coach, and you have so many beautiful groups helping women to just like find that fire and passion and dream their lives, dream their biz. Mm -hmm. What on earth? How did you get into this work? You have such an amazing story working at Google, but it's transpired into your own business. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How did I get into this work? Well, I got into this work really because manifestation, the practice, the concept changed my life when I learned about it. So just kind of taking a step back, when I graduated college, I could not land a job, got laid off three times over the course of a year and a half. It got to this point where I was like, I have worked so hard my whole life, but I've always been working towards something. Everything's always worked out for me and I am so lost. I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going. I'm surrounded by people who like hate life and are victims to life. And I was just like, oh my God, I had dreams of a career that I'd be doing exciting things and it just felt so far away. And I'm like, no one is ever gonna wanna hire me ever again. I mean, why would they? I have no experience and three layoffs. Like, how did I get here? And I read a book by the author, Mike Dooley. Someone gifted it to me. And this was right around the time a little bit after The Secret came out. And the book, which was called Infinite Possibilities, really introduced manifestation that your thoughts and your beliefs shape your reality. And what I realized was that this had always been true for me. But where I was right then was only focusing on the negative. I had so many limiting beliefs. I would constantly talk to myself in a negative way. I was, it was very much this, you know, woe is me, my life is just horrible right now kind of mentality. And I realized, oh my God, I'm just creating that. It's just this self-fulfilling prophecy. So I read this book and I'm like, I'm an innately positive person. That's who I am. I can change this. And so I started really putting into practice the things that I was learning. It, really reframing all of those stories that I couldn't be successful into, I could be successful. I let a lot of people in my life kind of go that were really dragging me down. And then I got really clear on what I wanted and where I wanted to go. And that was, as a 24-year-old, I'm like, I want a job at Google because they're riding around in their colorful bikes, like riding on whiteboards, having the time of their life, eating free food. And I'm like, that's success. And so I'm like, okay, if I practice all these things and get really intentional and I'm gonna practice like visualization and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself at Google and I'm just gonna do this every night, every day. I would pull up photos of the Google campus. I really got myself to believe it was possible and I just started taking action not just applying online, but reaching out to people, talking about it. Do you know someone? Do you know someone? And um, about three months after I read that book, I was offered my job, a position at Google. And the moment that that happened, Harmony, it was such a pivotal moment in my life, not because of my career or anything, and that was all great, but it was the moment that I realized, holy crap, manifestation is real. Like, this is real. (laughs) That's amazing. Three months. It's incredible. Yeah. So anyway, that was a very long-winded start. But I practiced manifestation and was always kind of undercover manifesting at Google. And then I worked at Twitter. And it became sort of like this life hack. I would really focus on how I wanted to feel and definitely manifested my husband and home and all these things. And, of course, always, you know, working on being present and it wasn't just like, oh, what's next, what's next? But I did get to this point. I was at Twitter. I had just had my third baby. I was on maternity leave and I was like, my life feels so misaligned and I cannot figure this out because the vision board is reality. Like there's nothing left to manifest, but why am I feeling this tug like something is missing? 
And that's when I realized I'd kind of manifested for what I thought success was, for what society told me success was. It wasn't really truly what I wanted. So this was the moment where I'm like, okay, I need to reconnect with myself. I kind of went from a more superficial understanding of manifestation to a much deeper, more spiritual and, you know, connecting with my intuition. And I felt this pull and just started doing things that just I felt called to do, like start a podcast that talked about manifestation. And then that podcast led to people starting to reach out to me asking for coaching. And I was like, I don't even know what a coach is. Like, what does this even mean? And then I took a course and got certified and then, you know, took on some pro bono clients and then some real clients and then had a full-fledged like side coaching business. And I turned that into my full-time thing uh, in beginning of 2022. That's amazing. Did you do that when you were on maternity leave or did you go back to Twitter? No. So this would be interesting for you because I was on, I don't know if you remember this, but I was on maternity leave. I had a three-week-old, and I enrolled in Kelsey Murphy's wow. podcasting course. Yeah, which you were, which you were yeah. in. Um, <laughs> but I was always camera off because I was always nursing. Yeah. But I remember my husband was like, "What are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be taking this time off, and you're like starting a podcast." Like, and I'm like, "I'm following my intuition. I am." like following what feels right. And it it was, it felt so aligned and so right. And I did not go into it with a plan to monetize it. I didn't go into it with a plan for a business. I just went into it because I felt so called. And now I know I'm like, all right, that was my spirit guides or whatever. Like it was meant to happen. Yeah. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So then you, you just like, it evolved and you didn't even have to go back to Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, no. So I did go back to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I did go back to Twitter. And um, because I started the podcast, I had the podcast going for like s- almost a year before I started really coaching. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So then how did you like, how did you decide? How would you just be like, okay, Twitter is no longer aligned for me. I'm going to go out on my own and start a business all by myself. That's like a big jump, right? Right. And it's never like that. That's not how it really works. Right. Especially because, you know, we live in this 3D reality and I have a mortgage and I'm in the equal contributor household and and three children and three children (laughs) and, you know, a certain lifestyle. And I I remember for so long, I think this would resonate with a lot of women in corporate. Mm. Some people call it the golden handcuffs. It's this like you feel one sort of pigeonholed in your industry if you've been there for a long time. I had been in ad tech business development for 15 years. So I was like, I can't really leave. Like I'm I'm making such good money. I'm working at such a reputable company to switch it up or to start from the bottom. I mean, I can't work for 15 more years to get to this level. And in my mind, I'm like, well, coaching, you start from zero. I can't. I can't jump in there. Like I could do it as a side thing, but then, you know, my bandwidth was completely maxed out. I mean, I have three young kids and a full-time job and a coaching business and my podcast. And I'm like, something's got to give, but this is the thing that I want so badly. And I did what I always do. I'm like, I'm I'm going to figure out a way. This is the vision. This is what I want to manifest. I wrote down a number. I'm like, this is the number that would give me enough of a safety net where I could go for a few months to really try to build this business and get up to an income level that's kind of on par where I am now or close to it. And if I can't make it work, then, you know, I I go back and find something else. And I had this number and I was like, in my mind, it was going to mean, and I was going to just save up all the stuff that I was, all my side coaching income. And I had, I was going to put it in a little like savings account and wait until I got to that number. And I'm like, I'll probably get there in like eight months and had the number. I mean, this is where I'm like, I write it down multiple times. I'm so grateful for this number. Close my eyes, visualize it, see it. I mean, this is like all manifestation practice, but it works. A few weeks later, my team from Twitter 
I don't even know this was possible. My team gets acquired. And I had the choice to either go with the acquirer and get this fancy title and all this yeah. or take severance. And the severance was that to the dollar amount wow. that, that I wrote down. And I, you can't, I mean, you can't make this up. I swear yeah. to God, it was to the dollar amount. Like That's incredible. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. So I'm so curious because I think when we talk about manifestation and we look at manifestation, sometimes, I mean, it seems like it's kind of like a woo-woo practice that is like yeah. really out there. I think sometimes if you're like a serious spiritual practitioner or yoga practitioner, you might not see it as a spiritual practice. But I'm curious about you saying how at first it seemed like it was kind of superficial. You're kind of like manifesting things and jobs and people. <laughs> but then it became like a spiritual practice. So I'm I'm curious what that looks like. What is like a spiritual practice of manifestation? How does that yeah. work? Well, I mean, first with manifesting, we're all always manifesting. And you don't have to call it manifesting if you don't want. Like I my husband doesn't really like that word, which is <laughs> Yeah. A little ironic because I say it so much. But, I know. Um, mine, mine doesn't like the word yeah. spirituality. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I say that like 50 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he just doesn't call it manifesting, yeah. but it's prayer. It's, way. it's this idea that yeah. what you focus on and what you think about, like there's an energy to that. And that becomes your reality. And there's, you know, that's where the law of attraction comes into play. And there's this isn't just woo, there's science to this and the law of attraction, universal law that energy attracts like energy. Our thoughts are energy. There is a vibrational frequency and we can attract things through our thoughts. And I mean, we don't have to go down those rabbit holes. People can go look at Joe Dispenza <laughs> yeah. and all that work and even Albert Einstein. But I think what I meant by the superficial manifesting is I was much more about the steps. Like I know exactly how to manifest. I am going to write down what I want. I'm going to close my eyes and visualize it as if it's already happening. I'm gonna start preparing for this thing. I'm gonna really work through all my limiting beliefs around it, tell myself affirmations, and I just know it's gonna happen. It's just, I, and then I, you know, let go of when and, and how. You, know, you have to let go of the how and the when. And that's the steps. That's the formula. And then that was just kind of it. Like, I can do it. I never went deeper into, like, why is it that this is happening? Like, what is the purpose of this? Who are we? Like, this universe is magical. This That's crazy when you think about what we're creating. And then for me, getting into the spirituality is when I started to really notice signs and synchronicities. Like, at first, it's, you know, it's fun to see angel numbers, repeating angel numbers. But then you start to see things like, you know, like little things that you've thought about when you're kind of like feeling a gut feeling like something's off as you see the thing, you know, it's a little butterfly. And it's like, you could chalk it up to coincidence. But when you really start to believe that you are being guided, you start to see these things everywhere. And that's when... For me, I just split open and I'm like, oh my God, who am I? What What is my soul? So it started with the podcast. I started bringing on a lot more spiritual teachers that talked about manifesting, but talked about it much more from like a soul perspective that yes, what I did earlier on, you can manifest the vision board, but will you ever be fulfilled? Or you can manifest what your soul came here to experience. And that's kind of what I'm on a quest to figure out now too is like, yes, we can all do these things, but what is the greater meaning of life and why do we manifest and what is our highest and greatest, you know, self? What does that look like? How do we tap into that? I don't even know if I'm answering your question. Yeah, but, no, I think that's, that totally answers it. it. It reminds me, it's an interesting thing because in yoga philosophy, it's a dualistic philosophy, two equal eternal principles. One is matter, prakriti, one is consciousness or awareness, mm -hmm. which is purusha. 
And our thoughts are a part of prakriti. They're part of the material universe. They're not a part of consciousness, right? Because we can see our thoughts. And so we're this like unchanging witness. And so it's really interesting to me listening to you explain sort of like the process of manifestation, talk about, you know, thoughts and beliefs turning into actual reality because Mm -hmm. they are a part of actual reality. If we even look at like ancient Eastern philosophy, that it's really all made up of the same stuff. And so Mm -hmm. if we can really tune into that and even the idea of directing our mind in a one-pointed way, you know, there's this idea of samyama and yoga, which is when your um, concentration, your meditation and your full absorption goes and focuses on one point or one object or one thing, then like all of these mystical powers show up. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting to me because I think this is very much actually a part of this fabric of reality that these ancient seers and sages and, you know, wisdom practitioners knew about and oh, were yeah. trying to explain to us. And now we're kind of like relearning it in modern language and figuring out like, holy, wow, this is actually real. Everything you said is resonating so deeply because sometimes I've gotten to a point where it's like I can, and I have my method to manifesting where I lay out the steps, but I'm I'm trying to get to this place where I can explain the feeling of it because I know harmony when I'm in an energy of anything is available to me. It's usually like right after I go for a run and I just, I'm filled with gratitude and I'm kind of buzzing. And I know that when I think about something, it's coming. Like it's, it is truly tapping into this energetic frequency of infinite possibilities. And the way I've been able to explain it is like, just focus on feeling good. Cause that's the only way our human can really explain that feeling, but it's not just feeling good. It's truly an energy, but how do you explain that, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I think that's really interesting, too, because there's something about, like, after a run or after some kind of physical activity like yoga or even, you know, swimming, like, whatever you're into, right? Dancing. (laughs) Like, there's all kinds of ways we can tap into our bodies and really feel embodied and feel really present in the Mm -hmm. moment. And there's something about that that opens up, I think, this this vortex to yes. like, those infinite possibilities, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, and I love what you said, vortex, because do you follow Abraham Hicks? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Little I mean, bit. I used to a long time back, and now okay. it's like... I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, and this goes into the soul, too, but the whole idea is that our soul comes to this plane, this, mm-hmm. like, the jungles of time and space, earth to experience things. But we have all these things that we desire to experience and we put them in this vortex. And when you're in it, that's when you feel alignment and fulfillment and joy and ease and all those things because that's what your soul wants to experience. And that's the feeling I had when I started the podcast. It is not the feeling I had when I worked at Twitter. Like it was just, I kept being like, well, why doesn't this like it's the title it's the cool mm. stuff and i'm traveling it doesn't feel right but when you're doing something that you're meant to do you feel it and that's why also when it comes to manifesting i think a lot of people get focused on the things that you put on the vision board right the right. vacation and the bathing suit photo and the house on the beach and the hot husband and the candlelight dinner in, in greece yeah. Because those things are all nice, but like, are those really going to be the things that get you to that sense of alignment and joy and fulfillment? Maybe, but maybe it's fleeting. And that's why when I do vision boards, I really think about putting on things that give me that feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of those things that I want to do and experience that are just going to be like, oh, yes, yeah, they're in the vortex. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And <laughs> That's actually something that I, I love to do with clients, too, when there's a, a goal or a big thing that, that, you know, they're trying to achieve or they're working towards is, like, go to that deeper desire. Like, what do you think you're going to feel when you get that yes. thing? 
And then going in and realizing, like, actually, it's already here. You can already have that sense of success or fulfillment or joy or abundance or happiness or pleasure or whatever it is. You have it all right here inside you. And when you insource, right, that higher sort of sense of self-worth and satisfaction and all of those good things that we're trying to experience, then... I think that really allows us to actually move towards our goals in an empowered way and manifest in an empowered way rather than from a sense of lack. Because I think that like also creates sort of an obstacle, right? 100%. You hit the nail on the head. And it's the more that you can feel those things now, Mm -hmm. the more you're attracting those things into your life. That's why gratitude is so powerful. When you can appreciate the things in your life, that's an energy. And it's like you're basically telling the universe, give me more things to be grateful for. But yeah, the, embody the feeling now and then like set those goals. And by the way, this is not to say the material things are not fun. Like I yeah. love luxuries. I love travel. I love five-star hotels. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that's still on my vision board. I just know that that's not the end goal. Those are just the nice cherries on tops and the fun things to have. But I need to focus on the things that bring me that true sense of love and alignment and fulfillment. Yeah, totally. So I would love to have you share, this is like the perfect time to kind of envision and manifest things. What is your method? I think you have a dreams method to help people manifest anything they want. Oh yeah, okay. So this is the dreams method to manifesting. And I was so excited when I came up with this acronym because it it is truly all my steps. And it, it spells dreams, which is, just made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love on your like, podcast when you're like, hello, dreamers. And I'm like, that's yeah. me. <laughs> the dreams method. I mean, you can do a financial goal. You can do, again, a physical thing. You can do an experience person, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. This is just a process to turning your thoughts and desires into your reality. So the first step is declare it. And it's ironic or counterintuitive because you would think that that's like the easiest step. Just like say what you want. That is the step, Harmony, that most people get tripped up on because we're so used to focusing on what we don't want. Yeah, We're so used to being like, well, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want to fight with my husband. I don't want to live here. I don't want to be broke anymore. I don't want to be in debt. I don't. And then it's like, I don't actually know what I want to do with my life. I don't know where I want to live. I don't know what, you know. And the universe is like, well, I'm just going to give you more of what you're focusing on. Right. Yeah. So the the most important step is this first step of really deciding what you want and declaring it. And when you declare it, write it down. <laughs> Share it with someone. You don't have to, like, get on a podcast and talk about it. But I did. <laughs> and it worked. And so Mike Dooley was the um, person who, the author who changed my life. I read his book, Infinite Possibilities, and I could not get him on my podcast. I had been trying everything. Harmony, I had DM'd him 7,000 times. I mean, I had like, because this was over the course of three years, and I'm like, I just want this man to be on. I mean, he means so much to me. I enrolled in every one of his courses. I reached out to his team. I'd emailed everything. He wasn't. And I'm like, I'm a manifester. Why isn't this working? And I realized because I wasn't, really declaring it. I was a little bit holding back. And so I went on my podcast. I'm like, this is me declaring it. I would like to get Mike Julie on my podcast. And so I shared it. Um, but declaring it for someone else, it's maybe it's just a trusted confidant. Oftentimes when we hold something in, it's because we don't really think it will happen or we, yeah. we don't want to share it and then be embarrassed when it doesn't happen. Or even worse, you say, oh, I'm going to start a business. And then you don't do it and it makes you look like so there's a bit of accountability too when you put it out there Mm -hmm. so declare declare what your goal is if it's like a personal goal just write it down i think there's like power though in the vibration and the words and like it's like the first step right like our thoughts have a vibration but then when we speak it it actually like takes on 
a physical vibration because we're like moving air <laughs> to yes. make the sounds. Yes. Yeah. I think there's, there's something, something to that, right? Like like speaking it into sure. being. And and even, I mean, when you look at spiritual principles, right? Like this idea, even from like a Christian's perspective, that, that in the beginning there was the word, right? And yeah. the word was God. And so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's something really powerful to that that part. And you're right. It is the most challenging part to like get so specific and clear and know what it is that you're you're speaking and getting very intentional with your speech too is really, it's challenging. Yeah. yeah, it's challenging for sure. There is power to writing it down too. I yeah. actually have, I mean, I have about a thousand manifestation books at this time. I have a problem too, because I buy one and then I'll be like two chapters in and then it will reference another one and I'll just go buy the next one. And so I'm like, I'm like a 10th of the way through a hundred different books. But anyway, I have a lot of different books about just the power of writing it down. Yeah, writing yeah. it down is, I think, just as powerful as speaking it out totally. loud. One of the first manifesting books I got is this little like pamphlet. <laughs> it's called um, It Works. And it, it's from like 1900. And they it was this secret thing that this like owner of this big company figured it out. And it's the pamphlet is just like, write down three things that you want. It doesn't matter how big it is. Like write down your exact model of the car that you want. Write down how much you want to make in the next year and then write down where you want to live. Fold it in a piece of paper. Don't show anyone and open it in a year. In this yeah. back of the book, he, they said that like every single person who did this had everything happen. And That's this amazing. is a really big secret. So anyway, it works writing it down. So um, write it down, speak it out loud, declare it. The next step is are for reframe all your limiting beliefs around it. And so this is really like, let's tell me a goal that you have. Let's Ooh. declare one of yours. <laughs> okay. A goal, a goal of mine. I mean, I have, I have a financial goal, but I don't know if I should say it, but I'm going to say okay. it because I want it to, okay. I want it to happen. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so my financial goals, I want to make $250,000 a year. Okay. Let's right. do it. Two 200, okay, you just declared it. There's a vibration going yeah. out there. It's probably reverberating all over the world. Yeah. Um, write it down. And then, and you, we don't have to do this right now, but what you would do, Harmony, is yeah. you, you you say that to yourself. I'm going to, I am making $250,000 a year. Does anything come up for you? What are the stories or limiting beliefs that are making you think it's not possible? Get those out write them all down. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't have enough clients. I don't have enough time. I don't have the energy. I don't know where I want to focus. I don't know. I'm not putting words into your mouth, but totally. just like yeah. every single thing. For me, when I did the Mike Dooley thing and I actually went through my steps, I was like, oh my God, I was just flooded with limiting beliefs. And I'm like, no wonder it's not happening. I was right. like, he's too busy. I've been way too annoying. I'm sending him hundreds of DMs. Like, I, I I'm had, not big enough, right? I, my podcast is so small. He's right. he doesn't do podcasts. Like he's he's old school. He's not into you know right. all these things. Yeah. And one by one, this is the R reframe. I wrote them all down until my body felt like okay, those are all the things. I think that's it. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing else that feels like it's a reason why I don't think he would come on or a reason why you would make the 250k. And then you reframe them one by one. And the beauty of reframing is you can reframe it by finding counter evidence. You can reframe it with like a real true thought. You can reframe it with an affirmation. Because the truth is anything is possible. We're just creating that resistance in these stories. Like it's, you could yeah. be make, make a million dollars next year. Right? You could like what, you know, so. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> it seems think, so far away, but it's true. It's like anything could happen, right? Anything. Right, right. <laughs> so one by one, like for the Mike Dooley thing, one of the ones I talked about on my podcast, but like I felt so, I'm like, I'm so annoying and I'm so small, like podcast wise. And I was like, I'm not asking him to like wire me money or something. I am asking to promote him on my podcast that has over 100,000 downloads and I sing his praises. I'm I enroll in all his courses. Like, no, this isn't annoying. No, this is this is promoting his work. And yeah. I was like, done, check. You know, he's he's too busy. 
people make time for things that are important. People yeah. make time for the things that they want to do. Check. And like one by one. And what you want to do is after you reframe all of those beliefs, sit there for a second and see how you feel. And I'm sure, Harmony, this is something you, you know, like <laughs> physiologically, like with yoga and stuff, like check with your nervous system. Mm -hmm. If you're still feeling that little, oh, there's probably still something that you need to yeah, like break down or rewrite or maybe the affirmation doesn't hit you. But I know with the Mike Dooley thing, I rewrote all those limiting beliefs and I looked at it and like, oh, this is happening. That's awesome. It's especially, yeah. I think, challenging like when you're a spiritual practitioner, you're a spiritual person or you're working in this kind of like spiritual setting, teaching yoga or meditation or there, there is a lot of limiting beliefs around money and making yeah. money and finances and like it's superficial, you know, it's evil. It's like we've been taught so many things from childhood. I mean, what a powerful exercise to go through like yeah. as much of those negative beliefs or limiting beliefs, all of those blocks that we have around income as spiritual yeah. practitioners because there's a real misassociation maybe of like that money and spirituality don't belong together right yeah. we think oh you you know if you make money you're not a spiritual person oh yeah right oh, yeah. it's so like the, deep that like we, yeah we could we could do a whole podcast series on this yeah because there's a lot of work that a lot of us need to do around money mm -hmm. and rewriting those limiting money stories and like is yeah. money really evil or is it just a neutral energy that just enhances who you are? Like I know totally. money for me just makes me want to be more generous and have yeah. more experiences with people that I love and give back. And, yeah. you know, even like. And support people you love. Support, and like, support yeah. people you love, but also like, you know, things like. You know, money, when you're at an overflow, hiring a house cleaner, that's yeah. supporting someone totally. else. Hiring this, like, you mm -hmm. know, even consuming, like, those are, there's people on the other end of that that get to benefit. So, totally. anyway, if, totally. if you, if anyone needs help with reframing limiting beliefs, I actually, like, this is maybe, like, doesn't feel spiritual, but I um, have used chat GPT. Amazing. Just like some, some affirmations, like you can say reframe this belief that I have that money doesn't grow on trees or I yeah. can't be successful because I didn't have a corporate job or whatever. See what chat GPT comes up That's with and awesome. read them and then, and then one might hit and you can kind of make it your own. I love it. Um, Collecting new yeah. ways to use chat GPT is yeah. like a side hobby yeah. for all of us now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's our reframe your limiting mm -hmm. beliefs. And then we go into E, which is envision. Mm -hmm. This is where visualization is my favorite manifestation practice. It works. You can go and research the science behind visualization. Athletes, like it's proven. If you visualize something, your brain doesn't know the difference between you doing it in real life. And so it's almost like you're practicing every time like you're practicing for the moment and through visualization you, you're magnetizing that thing that you want towards you that is such a powerful energy too so what i do is you don't have to go crazy with this and we're not sitting for like 10 minutes a day visualizing a couple minutes is fine 60 seconds is fine i just close my eyes and think about the thing that i want Mm -hmm. and what it feels like um for you with the 250k like where's that going like mm -hmm. you know what what are you doing what are you experiencing what are you able to give back to others like you know are you taking your family somewhere special are you creating a new course are you investing in a new coach are you do, you know like starting to think about some of those things but also picturing your bank account and the numbers there. And what is that going to feel like to see that? Yeah. And maybe you picture yourself, oh, I think I'm going to move some over into this account. Maybe I'm going to invest in this. Maybe it's, you know, a little bit of investing, a little bit of putting away, a little bit of splurging, a little bit of, and just start to picture that and tap into that feeling. This isn't part of the dreams method, but I think when it comes to manifesting money, Money likes a, a home, like a place. So yeah. 
rather than just like, oh, 250K, where exactly are you going to put all of that? How much are you going to allocate to all these different places and kind of knowing where that's going to go? But the visualization, like for the Mike Dooley thing, for me, I would close my eyes and I knew his Zoom background because I've done so many of his courses and he has this little sign that it says, keep calm and carry on. And so I'd close my eyes and picture him coming in and like see this whole thing. And I did it so many times that I just felt like I I know that what I'm going to have this moment is going to happen. There have been many moments where I'm living in something that I visualize and I still get goosebumps because I'm like, oh my God, there's, this is the, this is the thing. This is the moment. Like it's no denying this was exactly what I pictured. Yeah. That's Um, amazing. I think even like for writing a book or like some of these big dreams, right? Like visualizing yourself actually like typing and like seeing the book when it's published and like as much as you can bring it to life, right? Is what you're kind of saying is like try to see yourself in the the process and at the end and doing all the things. Yeah. With one caveat is we don't want to visualize the how. Okay. Because the most important thing is we visualize the end result Mm -hmm. because, um, and I think writing a book is different because you have to type and like write write the book. But if you're like, I want to make 250K in my business and you're like visualizing, okay, here are how many courses I need and this is how many people. And the universe is over here like, well, Harmony, I just want to give you a sponsorship for your podcast for 250K next year. And you're over there like focusing all your energy on these things. It's like, no, focus on that big picture goal and then start moving towards it. But don't worry about the little, like don't micromanage yeah. the way oh, you're going to get there. I love that. That's really that's really powerful and important because, yeah. yeah, if we're focused so much on the how, then we don't, we're not open to the other possibilities that like, oh, maybe I just inherit $250,000 and that'd be amazing too. It's like the same thing with me when I had the number for when I was going to leave and make yeah. coaching my full-time thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to focus on how. I'm just going to put the number out there. Yeah. I would have never thought that my team could get acquired. Like, I, that just was outside of the realm of possibilities for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what typically happens mm-hmm. is it ends up coming about in a way that you would never expect. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. So then we visualize. Yeah. Then we go into A, which was act as if. So start preparing. Uh-huh. I think... Like for the Mike Dooley thing, I was like, what, what would I do if I knew Mike Dooley was coming on? I'm like, oh, I would have my questions ready. I would I would right. start looking at my calendar to see when would be a good time to publish, when would be a good time to do the interview, because I'm already backed up right now. So I would probably need to have him in November. Okay, what questions am I going to ask? I probably need to ask people what they want to hear from him. I need to do some research. So I started to do that, Yeah, you know, and there's energy in preparing for the thing. For you, yeah. let's not talk about the how, but what do you need to do? If someone dropped 250K into your account tomorrow, do you want to, do you need to like do some stuff to make sure that's secure? Like, do you need to open up another right. account, like maybe a savings account, or do you need to open up a separate business account or whatever? Or mm-hmm. do you want to start looking at, charities like for certain donations do you need to get your cpa like do you need to get one or like you know that kind of thing (laughs) maybe maybe like two-factor authentication for your (laughs) that's right your checking account like that kind of stuff that you can just do like you know to start preparing for that but now i've kind of changed it's like act as if but also align your energy which is i think really about focusing on gratitude, focusing on feeling good. Yes, we all have our challenges and bad days, and this is not about being high vibe all the time at all, but it is being aware of how you feel and choosing to see challenges and setbacks and difficult situations as opportunities for growth and choosing to look at the positive and mending relationships where you can and you know, just knowing that your energy is affecting the things that you are attracting into your life. And if you have a goal 
and you're feeling good, mm-hmm. like it just, it, you become a magnet to those things. Yeah. So whatever that is for you, whether there are practices like yoga or meditation, somatic experiences, things to just release things that are stuck and allow you to be in this natural, open, flowy state, like mm. that is a big piece of manifesting too. Yeah. Thoughts so on that, powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What comes to me is like aligned action and like taking those steps to keep yourself in in that positive space or to keep focusing on the positive rather than like getting pulled down in that negative cycle, which is so easy to get pulled down in if you're not like vigilant with your thoughts and where you're focusing and where you're placing your attention and then like yeah. doing those small steps that are putting you in that flow, in that direction. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that actually set this perfect segue into M, which is make moves. Manifesting is not lighting some incense and sitting, you know, with your legs crossed and closing your eyes and waiting. It's like, no, you have to move, Mm -hmm. right? You have Mm -hmm. to knock on doors. You have to do everything you can from where you are. And that's, again, not saying uh, you have to force things or do things that feel unnatural, but it does mean that you have to get out of your comfort zone and probably do things that you don't always want to do. But um, I think the other people talk about inspired action all the time, right? Yeah. Inspired action. But it is like, if you have an idea, something pops in your head to call someone, call them. Yeah. You know, if you have an idea, oh my God, I, I want to... I want to maybe do just like a random Black Friday thing and I'm just going to send out this email and then you're like, oh, no, I mean, it's too hard. No, just do it. Just do that thing. It's going to be hard in the moment, but there's a reason that popped into your head or I want to go on that retreat, but like, why do I just do it? You know, do the thing, make it work. Um, And you'll see those things that drop in, those downloads, those ideas you have. If you start following them, you notice they're all kind of, leading in you to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then all of a sudden the thing manifests, but making moves, taking action is a huge piece of it. And we cannot manifest without taking action. Yeah. I love that. Cause there's a saying in the Ashtanga yoga community that's like super famous. Cause my guru always used to say it, which is, you know, practice, 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 all is coming. And like, in a way, mm, it's true. Love that. Like when you practice what you do, you know, you're going to get those results. Yeah. But often the way it's interpreted is just like, well, just do your yoga practice and all is oh. coming. And so I think it's really interesting how you interpret it. Because if life is a practice, then what you're practicing, you're going to get those results. Oh, I love If you're that. only doing your yoga practice and you're not like stepping out of your comfort zone or doing any of those other steps, then yeah, what you're going to get is a really good yoga practice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you might miss the relationship or the children or, you know, all these other things, right? So I think it's like a really fun saying, but it can be taken kind of like to also lead to inaction in a way, right? Yeah. 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 God, I love that. You're a wealth of all these like sayings. (laughs) So then the last, and you'll love this, but the last step, because I was like, I had the dream method, but I'm like, oh my God, the most important part is missing, which Mm -hmm. is this letting go, Mm. Um, S, surrender. Yeah. It's putting it out there, doing everything you can, all that stuff, but then surrendering to when and how, (laughs) and just trusting there's so much to be said about that, like not having such a tight grip on that thing that you want, because that in and of itself creates resistance. Mm -hmm. You've got to just like put it out there, visualize it, you know, make the moves, but then let go. And it's like, it's this or something better. If it doesn't happen, it's because it's not meant to be. It's this, you know, and so... When you can adopt that mentality, well, one, it's a great way to just do life because yeah. then you're just constantly pleasantly delighted and surprised and not always disappointed. 
but there's a real flow to that that plays into manifesting this trust surrender i i I think you see this a lot with women who are going through fertility issues Mm -hmm. it's not a coincidence that so many people who struggle to get pregnant and then as soon as they sign the adoption papers or ivf works then they get pregnant naturally it's this like letting go and saying i don't need to do it all on my own I think you see this a lot in so many areas of your life. All of a sudden, you're like, you know what? I'm just done dating, and I'm going to go be me and do me, and I'm, like, free. And then the next weekend, he appears, or she appears, or they appear, you know? And it's, like, it's that letting go. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think that's, like, a really powerful question to ask if you've been, like, focused on something and doing all the steps and trying to manifest something, just, like, stopping and looking, like, like how attached am I to this and yeah. and how am I trying to force it or how am I not like open or surrender yeah. to even something yeah. better showing up, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because the other thing is too, when we go back to the spiritual side of manifesting is I believe whether you call it the universe or God or source or your spirit team or whatever knows almost better than you think you do of what you really want. So if you're like, no, I need that job at Facebook because that is the blah, blah, and you don't get it. And you're just like, no. But it's like, no, the universe is like, no, you're meant to do this. You're meant to go become a yoga teacher and travel the world. And like, there's a reason why we're not giving you that job that you think you want. Yeah, yeah. Something like kind of hits me with that because sometimes I think too, I mean, I've kind of lived my life more from like this place of just like, ah, I'm just going to show up and see what happens and like very surrender. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even like like goals aren't, aren't something that I'm really good at in a way, like really like even manifesting things is, is like that first step of like declaring it's like, yeah, whatever the world brings is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something really powerful in being able to declare something. And I've seen it when I do, when I am really specific and focused and like mm-hmm. intentional. Yeah. Wow. But how do you find that balance between being focused and intentional and specific and knowing what you want, but then also kind of releasing and being surrendered? Because they're kind of like Mm -hmm. two opposing energies, right? Totally. And it does. It feels it feels counterintuitive. Like, wait, you're saying like to get really focused and like intentional on what you want, but also let go. And this is where it's more of a feeling. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I am I am a goal setter. I am a, I don't just talk about manifestation. Like I I have my whole manifestation practice. I have journals, I write things down. I go through all those steps and the surrender piece to me is I know that if I feel like like I really like stressed about it or I need it to happen, then I'm not in a surrendered state. Right. It's more of like this ease and excitement of I'm creating my life, but I'm also like playing with this reality. Like it's fun and I don't feel so attached. I, when I look at the things that I have on my list of what I want, mm-hmm. it's never a feeling of like, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be devastated. Right. Yeah. And so, and if it is that, then I have to do some work around it. Mm-hmm. Because what kind that, of work would you do? Like, why do I feel that way? Right. What is the underlying fear, really? Yeah. Yeah. And some of the insourcing work, too, right? Maybe, like, (laughs) where do I feel not, not like, complete or whole or... Exactly. Like, this thing's going to, you know, bring... Fix fix me or bring me or, like, yeah. So, and and this is kind of an annoying answer because it's... it's, I think it's hard to explain, but it is that feeling. Being able to think about the things that you want... Mm -hmm but feeling okay with whether they happen or they don't. Yeah. But also kind of knowing that they will. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, again, in, in like yoga philosophy, they we talk about contentment as being one of the like foundational practices of the eight limbs of, you know, it's mm-hmm. called Santosha in Sanskrit. And I think that that's really what you're talking about 
it when you're talking about this kind of surrendered action is feeling really content with everything as it is and not needing something to complete you. But you can still, you know, be open to having more or different or better. Yes. Right? Yes. 100%. Yeah. I, I really start to see it as playing. Mm-hmm. It's like I we're playing in this reality and it's fun and it's fun to create and it's really fun to manifest. It's mm-hmm. like, I get joy out of it, not just because it's great to have the thing or the experience, but it's like, oh, I did this. This is cool. This is like, this is a really magical place that we live in. Like once you start to see you do this intentionally and you start to realize, oh my God, I manifested this and it's... There was no way that this is a coincidence. There's no way I could have just done it with masculine action. There is something magical because too many mysterious synchronicities just happened. Mm, Yeah, that's incredible. Because I think it's also like really claiming your role as a co-creator in the universe, right? Like it's really empowering. Yes. But it's also a lot of responsibility, too, because if you don't like things in your life, you have to kind of start looking around and being like, how am I creating this reality that I'm living in? Yes. Yeah, that's an interesting kind of place of power, right? Like how Mm -hmm. uh, instead of like being a victim, it's like, how is this working for me? And how, Mm -hmm. how am I a part of this? And how can I be involved in changing it? Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I hope that it really, I'm sure it will just like inspire everyone and really set that process of, of creating an incredible year. And I love that idea of just writing down, you know, even three things and just folding it up and like keeping it and then looking at it at the end of the year. I actually did that last year, I think. (laughs) <laughs> did, they all, did they happen? I don't know. I haven't looked yet. <laughs> okay, I got to well, go back know. and pull it out. <laughs> yeah. I do it with my husband. People give like New Year's resolutions. Like yeah. now there's this whole like backlash. Like, right. oh, you know, yeah. I do New Year's resolutions every January 1st with my husband. Mm-hmm. And we do a little thing and we write down all the things that we want. And then I make him do like visualization and That's reframing amazing. limiting beliefs and stuff. But it works. It yeah. works. And it's really fun to then reflect at the end of the next year and just see like, wow, yeah, I did accomplish a lot and I did create a lot. Because sometimes we're like, did I do a lot this year? I don't even know what I did. But yeah. if you write them all down and then you see, it's, mm-hmm. it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I usually do it like in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. But yeah. New Year's is a great time too. And now people have a process, so that's wonderful. And tell us a little bit, like, if people want to listen to you, they can listen to your podcast, and how can they work more with you? What do you have going on this year? Yeah, my podcast is called Dream Your Life. I have a program called Dream Your Biz. It is for women who is, women who are both spiritual but also, like, business-minded yeah. that want to start their own coaching business. And so I share... It's really kind of like manifestation with business strategy all mixed in. And it's 12 weeks. It's a live group program. There's, you know, recorded modules, but then we meet every week. And by the end of the program, you have your first clients. And everyone who's gone through that has really loved it because it is like you, you bring in the feminine and the masculine energy. It's not just one, but when you marry those two, there's like really magic that happens. So that's the main way to work with me. If you're interested in building a coaching business, like I did it on the side, if you are in corporate full-time or as your full-time thing, I teach you everything through that program. But other than that, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Dream Your Life Now or on my podcast, um, which is Dream Your Life. Beautiful. Well, I'm sure you're going to get some new followers here because I love your podcast. You have some meditations on there and some really interesting interviews. And yeah, it's so fun. So if you have like a a message for people listening about how they can manifest or what they should manifest in their life, we'd love to hear whatever wisdom you'd like to share. I think one thing that can start is if you can just get a journal Mm. and go out in nature Mm -hmm. 
definitely go out in nature, even though like you, you probably want to write at home. But if you can get outside, if it's not raining where you are, and go out in nature and really connect with Mother Nature and like get your journal out and just start like brain dumping like things that you want. And you can sometimes it starts really superficial and that's fine. You're like, I want this purse and I want this car or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but then keep going. Yeah. The feelings, like the intangible things, the experiences, people, mending certain relationships, having stronger friendships, the support that you want, the love that you want. Just start going and like fill the pages and see where that leads. And then, you know, close the notebook and then go back to it. And you might pull some themes from there. But oftentimes, and I think this is another like story society thing we hold back from saying what we really want, right? Like, oh, that's not, I'm not supposed to do that. Like, yeah. no, I'm supposed to give, give, give. Um, but if you allow yourself to just connect with that and just let your desires come through, you can get some real clarity on like the bigger picture things too. Mm, I love that. That's really, really good. And such a such a great practice to do, like to just really allow yourself to dream yeah, everything, everything you want. Yeah. And then and then sometimes I think, like you're saying, you can pull out the important parts. And maybe then sometimes like stuff that that was in there, you're like, yeah, that's actually not that important. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and I think I'll just leave with this, which is you having the things that you desire and being self full and prioritizing your happiness is I think one of the most generous things you can do for the people that you love, truly. Because one, it's it's an energy that they can feel, but two, you are gonna be your best self when you are happy and you are gonna give and you are gonna love and you are gonna be generous and you're gonna be kind and you're gonna be forgiving and all those things. So focus on you and what you want and creating the things that you want and it's not selfish. That's a Perfect, perfect place to end. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank Julia. You, it was I love your energy and I loved I loved this whole conversation. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Harmony. I just want you to remember that creating a dream life is not something reserved for a select lucky few people, and that we can tap into our own magic, our own creativity and playfulness and joy and call in an extraordinary life whenever we feel ready. And so from that space where we're connected to this life force that we are a part of, that's flowing through us, that's all around us, we can create the life of our dreams. We can call in the partner of our dreams. We can have the family dynamics that are heart-centered and that we're seeking. And we can call in the career or whatever it is. We can make it happen when we are connected to this energetic space and not chasing after something that feels out of reach, but realizing that we are the source of our own happiness, our own abundance, and that we can attract, we can manifest, we can align ourselves and then take action towards the things that we want. And so, when we have the positive beliefs and this mindset that we can get whatever we want or make whatever we want happen, then we start to take different actions than when we believe it's impossible or we believe that it's not for us or we believe that, oh, that works for other people, but it doesn't work for me, right? So our beliefs determine our thoughts. Also, repetitive thoughts create beliefs, and then these create feelings within us. And then from these feelings, we're either acting or not acting, and then we get our reality. And so shifting our beliefs and our thoughts, also tuning into the feelings, we can start to shift our feelings as well, which acts as a feedback loop and can shift our beliefs and our thoughts. But when we start to change the inner workings of our mind and our heart, then we get different actions and different actions give us different results and we have a different reality. I hope that you are feeling more empowered 
and more excited about really clarifying, declaring, calling in, affirming, celebrating, and also surrendering, right? Just surrendering and this or something better for the greatest good of all. Just really releasing also that sense of of needing something, right? Um, I'm so excited to hear about your manifestations, what you manifested. If you do follow the dreams method that Julia describes here, I would love for you to tag Julia and myself and make a story on Instagram. Do something that shows whatever it is that you manifested or created. I would love for you to just tag us and let us know so we can celebrate you. And it would just be so cool to see how you're using this very, very helpful and easy to follow method and approach to manifesting and cultivating the reality that you want. And just a reminder, if you want to work on this with me in the new year and set up your January in such an abundant and positive space where we're really getting clear on our vision and how we're calling in all of these things that we want to manifest, as well as integrating the somatic practices, you know, the spiritual practices of yoga and breathwork as well as journaling and really reflecting and looking at how best to connect to our highest and wisest self or highest consciousness or God, whatever you call that higher power to be, come on into my mini mentorship. It's for the whole month of January. It's going to be so powerful and so amazing. I cannot wait to just meet with you and be with you and to help mentor you and your spiritual practice beyond just the physical asana. So of course, there's always asana. There's always this typical yoga practice that we've been taught and we can practice. And you can probably do that all by yourself by now. But this is moving beyond that. This is moving to those deeper practices. Some of these other types of spiritual practices that really help to align our inner self so that we can feel more abundant and more connected to our outer world. So recognizing that the problem isn't outside of us, the problem is actually always inside of us and going to the root of that and being with it and healing it or integrating it in a way that allows us to then easily step into that flow of energy and that flow of consciousness, manifestation, abundance, whatever you want to call it, that prana, right? That life energy. When we're aligned, prana naturally flows in us and through us, and we step into the stream of higher consciousness. Synchronicities start to happen. Magic becomes an everyday event. So that's what we're going to work on, how to make magic an everyday event for all of January 2024. And uh, I hope that you join me. Send me a DM. I will send you an application. You can also email me at harmony at harmonyslater.com or uh, connect with me on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I will get back to you with all of the things. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Harmony. With me, your host, Harmony Slater. You can find out more information on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon.